This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nick Sirianni is with us every single Tuesday at this time. Brought to us today by uh, Bud Light. Join Ava Graham at the Irish Horn in Rick's, uh, in Richboro this Sunday night. Obviously, big game Sunday night. Pre-game beforehand, before the Eagles play Dallas, you can win tickets to the Eagles' next home game and an autographed Eagles item as well. Let's talk to the head coach of the 10-2 and Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Good morning, Nick. Hey, morning, guys. Good morning, Nick. Hello, Nick. All right, so Nick, a tough one, obviously, for you. A um, lot of ways to go here. Let's start with with this. Did losing by that much, that way to that team, does it concern you more than prior regular season losses in your you know, now close to three-year tenure? I mean, did that one put a shudder through you, or do you feel you can just learn from it, proceed forward, and it doesn't bother you that much to lose that way? Yeah, you know, we're we're going to learn from that from that loss and uh you hate any time you lose. Uh, we don't that doesn't sit well with us any time you lose and you know they they got us. They got us, they they beat us up. And uh and they and so we just got to recover from that game. You know, it's my job to make sure the players are rested and well enough to to play the to play the next uh game and you know, we just need to learn from this game. I don't think you come away saying, "Well, we lost by this many points." Um, and you have a, it's any losses like that, right? And then sometimes, um, you just, you just got to go in there and you got to learn from all the mistakes that you made and starting with us as coaches. All right. And then the, and then uh, with the way we, with the way we played. And so everybody's, nobody's exempt from, uh, after a win or after a loss, you know, of, you know, correcting their mistakes. And that's all we're trying to do is correct our mistakes. And, you know, we just don't look at it, look at it that way. You know, we look at it like, Hey, we got knocked down. All right, we just got to pick ourselves up the mat and 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 play the next one. Nick, I know you don't want to make excuses. It's not your style, so I don't want to put you in a position where it sounds like an excuse. And we'll do a dive on things that went wrong. But I am curious: Do you think the team was particularly tired from all the tough games against quality squads and the OT win against Buffalo in the ninety-five snaps? Do you think that was a factor? Well, no, I, I just think you got to you got to be ready to play every game and ready to coach every game that that is presented on your schedule. And now I, you know, I'm not I, I wouldn't make a, that that uh, excuse of, of anything. Our guys, our guys really know how to get themselves ready for the next game, regardless if if it's a you know Monday to Sunday, Monday or pardon me, Sunday to Thursday. Our guys have been really good. We have good strength staff, good doctors, good. You know, um, good trainers, massage therapists, everything you name it, uh, nutritionists, 
Um, and they do a great job of, of helping our guys get themselves ready for the next game so they're fresh. And, and that's how that's a kind of a, a way that we run pra- that I run practice too is that you know it's not going to look the same every Wednesday Thursday Friday might not look exactly the same we got to do some different things um, when we play long stretches and so we felt like we did that um, and you know they again they just beat us and and no excuse is going to be on our end we're like I think sometimes when you when you look for an excuse or you look for a why of when you lose, then maybe you camouflage some of the things of, you know, things of getting better. You, you don't, you, that growth mindset doesn't work with excuses. You know what I'm saying? So like when you're, when you're saying, Hey, this could be, you know, this, maybe this is, or this is, and our job is to look at everything, but the best thing you can do after, after getting beat um, is look yourself in the mirror and hold yourself accountable and hold each other accountable, and that's truly where growth happens. And so that's, um, you know, that's where our mindset is as a team, is how do I get better, and then collectively how do we get better. So does, does that mean you're, you're, you can be a lot harder on these players this week, uh, Nick? And I, I, a big question for me, Jalen was holding the ball longer in, in week 13 than any other quarterback in the NFL, according to next-gen stats. The number was 3.74 seconds. What were the 49ers doing that caused Jalen to hold the ball so long? Yeah, to answer your first part of the question, you know, there's there's sometimes where you're harder and there's sometimes where you're not, you know I mean? So it, it's always a little bit different. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like you can be even harder after a win, and that's why, you know, I kind of – I get mad at sometimes with the question of like, hey, do you think that with those wins you uh, you know you brushed over some mistakes? Heck no, mm-hmm. uh, you know some it, it, with the way um, you know I, you, you gotta you gotta think about the players and, and everything of how you get the corrections uh, made. And sometimes I feel really feel like after a win you can be even tougher. Now, mm-hmm. it, it, at the end of the day, the standard is the standard, and you don't waver from the standard, right? So. Either we met the standard as coaches and players, or we didn't, and and so and then it's just the way you deliver the message of when you're you know when you're making the corrections to yourself, to your coaches, and to and to the to the players, and and so that's that's that point um, mm-hmm. with that. And then as far as your your question, you know, a little bit different of a game situation. We were in a lot of you know, we, I think we did ended up getting into a lot of drop back pass and being down in that game. And so those numbers can sway that a little bit. You know, I'd like to see what those numbers said in the first uh, two quarters, you know, of how he was holding on to the football. Um, you know, and, and, and we see it. You know, we got to have some options for him to get the ball out of his uh, hands quick. Um, but you also have to, you know, it's hard to go the long way down the field sometimes um, and just dink and dunk down the field. That, that can sometimes be a recipe for disaster because you have to be so perfect in the pass game. So you have to hit some. The point is you have to hit some chunks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I think a little bit of that, that statistic um, could be that, you know, those, the style of game we had to play later on in the football game, trying to hit more explosives down the field because, you know, obviously we were, we were down in that football game. Uh, 40, uh, some of it, you, you said it right there, some of it was we're trying to play catch-up, but 48 dropbacks, only 11 carries by the running backs. How much more do the running backs need to carry it? And, and what is your idea of the ideal number of carries for running backs per game? 
Yeah, I, you know, Rich, I think that changes every week. Um, again, we're not going to be we're not we're going to do whatever we need to do to win the game. Obviously, you ne- it's never a good sign when you come out with 48 dropbacks and 11 runs. It's mm-hmm. because you're down the way we were down, right? right? That that number doesn't happen unless you know you're down a couple scores, you know, in that third quarter, fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that number, it always tends to balance itself out. So. Anytime you're in that scenario, you're like, well, we didn't, we didn't, we got ourselves into this position to play this scenario. So you never want to, you, you never ever want to be in that in that scenario. Um, as far as that goes, as far as the the ideal number, you know, again, you, you want to get the guy the ball in the guy's hands uh, to succeed, and so um, and, and put him in position to succeed. I just don't think there was a there's a magic magic number there, right? Um, you know, I, I know there used to be a stat of like 25 rushes or, or more. I, I can't remember all, all what that is. That was a that was a stat that I remember when I first got in the league. But you know, uh, you know, again, it's it just it depends on how the game's going. There's not a magic number, but we know that to be a good team, we have to be balanced. We can't be you know completely out of balance. You know, and uh, and sometimes that balance is going to be 60-40 in, in, in favor of the run. Sometimes that balance is going to be 60-40 in favor of the pass. And and sometimes it's going to be, you know, you know skewed because you're doing whatever you got to do to win the game. But never do we want to be 48-11 because, you know, that just means something bad's going on in the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Nick Sirianni here with us as he is every Tuesday at this time. Nick, end of the game, or at least near the end of the game, uh, starters in. You said right after the game you stand by it, but upon reflection two days later, do you think it was – I mean, another game coming up in five days with Dallas. Do you think upon reflection it was a mistake to have the starters in that late? I I don't. um, I don't. You know, we were were down 35-13. You know, again, and I and you look at everything. I obviously re looked at that um, because you know I want to look at I want to look at everything of 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 the situations of the game. And uh, again, you don't grow unless you look at yourself first. And so I wanted to look at that. And we were down 35-13, and then we scored right to make it 35-19. And that and that was like with five minutes and 33 seconds left to go in the game. They scored immediately again in at 5-19, and felt like we were in that same scenario that we were just in if we can score and then get an outside kick who knows what happens um you know but i get it i i, I do i get it like i do i feel like it was a, a egregious mistake i don't do i understand the criticism yeah sure I, of course i do um and those are things i have to that i have to that's you know that's my job and um to make those decisions and to and to be able to handle the criticism and so you know i thought if we could go down and get a quick touchdown then we'd be in the same scenario we were in uh, prior to them scoring on the, you know, with 516 left, um, and it didn't work. And and so, you know, I'll, I'll accept that criticism. Um, and, you know, would I do it differently next time? I, I don't know. Um, but I've obviously looked at it, but that's my, that was my, that was my why in it, that, mm-hmm. you know, we were basically just in that scenario 20 seconds ago. Had 49ers taken a little more time off the clock and then scored, would that be different? 
of course, you know, of course. Uh, but in that scenario, I felt like we were just in the same scenario. Can we get an explosive? Um, can we get down there quick and score and then see what happens? And, and it didn't play out that way. So, you know, um, and that's just something yeah. I'll have to live with uh, on that. Nick, is DeAndre Swift okay from that hit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, again, we we saw him yesterday. Um, seemed to be doing doing well. And then, you know, we'll see more tomorrow. Um, obviously, tomorrow when we get out in the practice field, um, I sure hope he is, uh, you know, because he's obviously uh, important to our, our – um, you know, to who we are as a football team. Nick, how do you balance, you know, the big Dom thing? I mean, it was entertaining for people watching it. I know for you there was a lot going on in that moment. How do you balance you want Dom to look out for your players and a San Fran player who just body slammed one of your dudes, but you don't want him to get his own 15-yard infraction? How do you as the head coach balance that? Yeah, you know, I know I know where Dom's heart was. Dom's heart was that he's going to try to defuse the situation, and that's – He's the best. He's. I don't think there's anybody. I always. I always think this about him. There's nobody in the world that does their job as well as he does. That's how I feel about him. That's how our players feel about him. That's how this building feels about him. And I think that no doubt that he was just trying to defuse the situation. You know, if I went back and looked at tape of of 26 years of Dom's been here, I'm sure that he's had to break yeah. up fights on the sideline before. And well, and, and Nick, to that point, field. if if the other and, guy doesn't doesn't hit him. Don doesn't get the 15-yard penalty. Exactly. That, that's a great, great, great perspective, and that's exactly right. And so, you know, Dom's just doing his job. And, and again, we, I, I love him, and he does such an unbelievable job and helps me do my I can't do my job without him. I know that. And so, you know, he's just trying to do his job to defuse the situation. You know, obviously you never want something like that to happen. You don't want anybody to get thrown out of the game like that. Um, and but I do know where Dom's heart was, and it was to defuse the situation, period. And that's what I felt like he was trying to do in that scenario. And I think that's what the the camera and the and the t- television, you know, say he was trying to do. You could you guys can watch it. We all saw it, and, and that's how I felt. Nick Shaq Leonard, is he a day one starter for you? When you guys line up at practice tomorrow, is he a starter? Do you expect him to start versus Dallas Sunday night? Hey man, you put me on the spot there. You know, uh, you know. Obviously, he's got to get assimilated to everything. You know, uh, you know. He's got to. He, he, everybody's a little different. Well, well. Kevin Byard came in and started right away. Well, Roby came in and played right away. Right, and so everybody's a little different. Every position's a little different. What I do know about him is that he's coming in here to add depth to a, to our room. Um, you know, with experience and playmaking ability. Um, I'm still pleased with the room. I know we didn't have a great game on defense. And we didn't have a good, we didn't have a good game on defense the other night, um, but I'm still uh, I still like our guys that are there. He's coming in to add depth. Um, he's coming in to add playmaking ability. We'll see how it goes. We'll see where he is. Um, I'm excited to have him and excited to have, add him to the the room of of some guys that played good football throughout the, this year. So is Christian Ellis going to have to pony up 53 for his new teammate? How's that work? <laughs> I don't think you. I, there's some sort of league rule. I don't know exactly, uh, Richie, what the league rule is, but uh-huh. I don't think you can change numbers late in the year like this. Ooh. But I, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, shoot, I, they. I, I'd rather not get into. I'd rather not get into that. Uh, the numbers and, yeah. and all those different things. You know, when I Gets first went to Mount Union, when I went first went to Mount Union, I was an under recruited uh, receiver. 
and they threw me number 25. And that's not a great wide receiver number. <laughs> no, um, it's not. And so well, I, Tommy know, I, I no. Yeah, but when you're and, a, and when I, you're wearing a running back number as a wide receiver, yeah. it doesn't feel that good. Yeah, true. And that, and I hear you on Tommy McDonald, but that was a long time ago. And so, like, yeah. I, I, this was this was 2001, and and I was always. I just said I'd never – after I got into coach, I said I'd never get into that, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to disappoint anybody with that. Did you stick with 25? That's, you got out of 25 story. as soon I as you we, could. I, I don't think I can go into this whole story, but essentially a little bit out of spite, I did stick with 25. Wow. Nice job. <laughs> I right, Nick, like that. Nick, final thing here. You faced Dallas on Sunday. It's another big game. But I'm just going to say this and curious your reaction you know you're going to face San Francisco again this season, right? Yeah, you know, again, we, we're going to take it one day at a time. What we do what we do after each and every game is we discuss, hey, what went wrong in this game? What went, went, went right? What will we repeat? What will we marry? What would, so our process remains the same regardless of if we think we're going to play a team again or not. You know, they, I think they're really obviously an outstanding football team. I think we've played outstanding football at times this season, and we want to, you know, we want to continue to grow. Here's the point I'll say: you don't play a team like San Francisco again in the playoffs unless you grow each week, right? And so we can look at the big picture and say, hey, unless we grow, we'll we'll play them again if you handle your business day in day out. So you look at the big picture and then you zone it right back in to the to the day of where you're at right now. We got to grow today. We got to get better today. Um, we have to have this growth mindset today, and what happens in the in the future will, you know, will play itself out. Just handle our business. We got a good opponent that we got to play this week. Um, you know, we're fired up to to play uh, the Cowboys, which I know the entire city of Philadelphia is fired up as well. And we got to get ourselves ready to go this week because nothing else matters but the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, good luck on Sunday night. Big game. Uh, best Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure to talk to you. you. Thanks, Nick. Yep. Thanks. All right. All right. There he is, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Coach is calling. Brought to us by Turn Seven, uh, the massive Turn Seven holiday gift liquidation. Turn Seven.